So um, I think it's time to solve our country's problems on on laws. Okay. Um, you have We've put a, it off long enough, but we're here. We have. And, uh, we can do it. We are. Second episode of season three, and it's time to make a difference finally. <laughs> Good. Good for us. We, um, <laughs> you know, we got to ease into it. That's right. That's right. But now the gloves are off. We're going to do this thing. <laughs> the mittens uh, are off. The mittens. Hey, there you go. Mittens. Because in Michigan, do you know how many people don't like don't know that? Really? The mitten state quite literally looks like a mitten. Half of our state does. The other half, the UP, looks sort of like a, 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 I don't know. It looks a little like a shark. But yeah, when you say, I'm from the mitten state, they're like, wait, what? Well, don't say that. Just say I'm from Michigan. It's like when people are like, I'm from New England. Okay, well, how about where are you from? Because again, I've said it before and I'll say it again, not to brag, but I've heard of all of our states. So if you just say New Hampshire, I'll, I'll recognize that. Don't give me a general area. Where are you from? Oh, the West. But that's how it feels when people say I'm from New England. Just tell me where you're from or or don't tell me anything and I'll disengage from this conversation. That's, that's fine, too. Maybe that's what they're hoping for. <laughs> that actually makes sense. That does make sense. sense. Yeah. Speaking of New Englanders. Yes. What? That's a segue into this conversation. It is. How, how is that a segue into abolish the Senate? I got like four people combined in all of their states and they have the same <laughs> amount of senatorial power as I do out here in California. Yeah. So today we're talking about the Senate. Um, this comes from a conversation though that you started. Mm-hmm. Where does this come? Where, what, what is, what is this Kim? What are we this doing? This came from a TikTok that was sent to me um, by a friend of mine who said, is this right? And then sent me this TikTok called Abolish the Senate. And um, it is basically just the idea that we should get rid of the Senate. The Senate is old and racist and outdated. And my response was, ah, it's more complicated than that, but points were made. And um, I thought that's kind of an interesting idea. And I, I mean, this came to me about four days ago that was sent to me. And I have not, that was something I hadn't ever thought about had not seen any rumblings about until that tiktok and then i went out and did some research and um it was interesting yeah i like that it's an interesting discussion i don't know that i Mm -hmm. understand it completely or like agree with it but it certainly is interesting especially when you take into account the history of it much like policing in the united states was started simply to catch freed enslaved people and like re-enslave them basically. Right. I don't know how to say that better. I know there are better ways to say it. Human beings that were brought stolen from their home and then brought here to America and then forced to work. And then um, when they were told that they were quote unquote free, they were actually not. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean off the tongue though. Right. But that doesn't mean that police forces in general like should be completely abolished necessarily but there's a lot of things that need to change about and so like say i feel like the same thing here with this is like interesting points to talk about and to ask questions about and to wonder why it's this way and are there things we can do differently and all these things so yeah maybe you know that's that's what we're talking about today should we uh roll some music and figure out how we're gonna do this thing yeah I love that we now have graduated to the point where like 
I think their music should play here, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's fine. We're professionals. <laughs> so abolishing the Senate. So this started with a TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a TikTok and it was really high paced, very mm-hmm. stressful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't deal with it. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do some research now. Yeah, I, it was um, not. I, I'm not going to disparage this account, but I don't follow them because it's yeah. very stressful. Very stressful. All of their videos are like that. They're too stressful. It's just too fast uh, moving. Yeah. Um, but when I was starting my research on it, uh, I found a, a lot. And I, and I just did this the very simple. Let's go to Google. Should we abolish the Senate? And then looked at all the different kinds of articles that were there. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of articles. We'll have some links in the show notes to a few of them, at least. Uh, also a Quora thread. I love Quora because people just get on there and answer. And some of them are really good and have some good links. Some of them are like, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have access to a computer. Kind of like Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but then some good stuff like the Loyola Phoenix, um, the week were a couple of websites I found. Um, and then there's one on medium that said, uh, liberals, you don't really want to abolish the Senate. And I was like, Oh, all right, let's go look at this. Um, and it was very interestingly written and some good points of it too. So let's dive into this idea. Why is there a talk about the Senate's failings and retooling it or doing something to it? Where does that all start, Kim? Sure. Well, let's talk about what the let's have like a baseline of information. Right. So what is the Senate like, you know, not to certainly not to talk down to anybody, but because I, you know, nobody has all of the information in their head. And maybe some people are um, confused the Senate with Congress at large or the legislative branch at large. Um, Senate is one half of Congress. We have the House of Representatives. We have the Senate. House of Representatives is made up of based off of a percentage of who lives in each state. And that is meant to be the more voice of the people. It's 435 representatives that get elected every two years. 435 is actually an outdated number based on like old census recordings. Like 1929. Yeah. Like this hasn't been expanded in almost a hundred years. We should actually be around 1200 in the house of reps, but that's, first of all, that's too much. That, yeah. Um, how would we, but, yeah. So that, that needs some retooling all on its own. Uh, but that was always meant to be kind of the voice of the people. Um, things would move quicker there and it would be, um, they wouldn't hold the purse strings because it was thought to be younger people, um, people with perhaps less political experience and people still like make fun of the house of reps kind of for that. Like there's a great joke on the, on parks and rec when Ben's going to run for the house and he's like, I don't know. Do you think I'll, am I good enough? They're like, it's the house of representatives. No one cares. Like you'll be the smartest (laughs) one there. Um, But the Senate is 100 senators, two from each state, regardless of population, which that's going to be an important point in this conversation. Um, And they get elected every six years. So their terms are longer. Uh, It's fewer people and it goes slower. It's meant to be kind of the uh, regulators, right? Of Congress. So they're, they're, they move slower. And that was always kind of the idea. That that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. so and, and part of this too, it, like I sound like I'm interviewing you, but this is not. This is your show as much or more no, as I'm it is a mine. guest, and you're but, welcome. <laughs> but, um, but you have a political science degree, and you are a a political uh, a politics nerd. Oh, and, I'm a and I big old nerd. <laughs> and I right, like lots of respect for that. Um, I remember some of this from school, but I've been out of school a long time, not as long as you though. <laughs> 
because I'm younger. We're going to keep no, that going. This That's going to be this season's school, thread. actually, just a couple of years ago, technically. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still in it then. But anyway, uh, so, but it's, it's like, it's been a long time. And so to think, to try to reframe my education, say, okay, this is what they are. Like this, this is helpful. So thank you for that. And, and it makes sense that like the house of reps writes up the laws and said, and sends it to the Senate to be passed. And Senate goes, well, let's think about this and let's do this thing. And they have their own bills and they try to have these, these compromises, um, slow things down a little bit. If we just did everything by popular vote, this country might look like, you know, the latest voting of the voice or, uh, you know, something like that. Right. Oh, we're just going to blindly follow what Kelly Clarkson says. Cause that's fine with me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, I want Adam Levine back. So like, it makes sense to slow things down, to be able to, to work together sometimes just to stop it. Like as in my research, I was saying some things where like the Senate has said, okay, hold on. You know, there was, there was a, a bill to dump nuclear waste in the, the mountains in Nevada. And the Senate was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop that. And so sometimes the power of two senators in one state where there isn't a lot of population can actually be very helpful. Other times it feels like what you said a minute ago about like, like California has lots of people and yet the same number of lawmakers as a state with, you know, one twenty-fifth of the population of California. Um, But like, isn't that where the house of reps comes into play though? Yes. Except that why are we saying, yeah, well, half of this branch of government can be dictated by, you know, a fair a semi-fair because it's even even like I said, the House of Reps like is is not balanced correctly as far as like the power goes based yeah. on population. There's just more people now in places like California and New York and that kind of stuff. God forbid we should, you know, give power to where the people are because of the, you know, otherwise cows can't vote. But so <laughs> there are a couple of things. So like one, why would we say the House of Reps can be judged according to population, but not the Senate? Like we, we shouldn't, we should give equal power to both. So if we're going to say one is based on population, it is important that small states are represented. Okay. Like I, I'm not arguing that North Dakota should not be represented in the Senate. That's fine. North Dakota has one house member. They are such a small population that they get one house member, but they get the same amount of senators as California. And I'm going to keep coming back to California for this one reason. Um, we are the most populous state. It, this article is from 2018, so these numbers are probably fair uh, from the last census, but, you know, whatever. California, California has almost 40 million people, while the 20 smallest states have a combined population that totals less than that. Yet, because of an 18th century political deal, those 20 states have 40 senators, while California has two. That is not... I mean, you know, I hate to sound like a child, but like, that's just not fair. Right. And if we're going to pretend to be a democracy, let's pretend to be fair well, about it. But we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Correct. I mean, that's. Okay. Right. Yes, we are we're a republic. A, we're a republic that has a system of rules that contain democratic elements. Yes. Like, right. And we've got these three branches that the, the legislative branch has its own checks and balances, but then it is a check or balance to the, um, the executive branch and the ju- judicial branch. Mm-hmm. So like all of this works together. And, and again, I'm not smart enough to know the inner workings and, and to think about this, but I think about the, 
like, should it be retooled? Yes. Do we need to have these discussions? Absolutely. Do we need to figure out why? So, some of this is like, why is it even that way? When you talk about um, you know, the great compromise, what, 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 what does that even mean? Why did we do that? What, like, you know, at one point, I didn't even realize this at one point, we didn't vote for our senators. They were appointed. Mm-hmm. I was and just about changed. to bring that up. Yeah. And we changed that. I'm like, okay, so we can make changes and we probably mm-hmm. should. And the reason that that change happened, that's the 17th Amendment. The reason that this happened is because Congress, the Senate was willing to say, look, we represent people, not the place, not a location. We are here to represent the people. So prior to the 17th Amendment, it was the state's legislatures that would put into office the senators. And then the 17th Amendment said they got the popular vote. Sort of like the Electoral College. Yes. Like the popular vote matters but not entirely i guess that i mean i guess and that's i have a problem with that so like if we're not a, a total democracy well, that's because the electoral college is racist i mean let's be fair let's let's back up the entire system is racist yeah, yeah okay i thought I mean, you were gonna be like hang on wait a minute i was like no no no, it, no, no. like each one of these things is was created by white men in power to keep their power like this is a racist system we have to dismantle it one brick at a time and rebuild it mm-hmm. in a more equitable and equal way. Agreed. So even just saying, well, the electoral college is racist. Well, no shit, Sherlock, it all is. So <laughs> anyway, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but like, so even if the system, I don't know, I, it's, it's still a pretty damn good experiment. Not for yeah. everyone all the time. Agreed. hundred percent. I get it. I'm here to give my privilege back to the the world and say, help us make it better. That how can we make it more equitable? Let's not. And 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 is that part of this discussion with the Senate? Is like, okay, because it was rich white men saying, we're gonna go ahead and put our friends in, and yep. they're gonna be able to stop things. Like, how do we backtrack that? Well, it's tricky because the Senate is. You, you can have you can call for a constitutional convention. Um, which you'll recall from Hamilton, <laughs> um, constitutional convention. But yeah. you need like two thirds of the vote to say, "Hey, we're going to have this constitutional convention." You need two thirds of the states to say, "We're going to have this constitutional convention." And then once you have it, I think you have to have two thirds, like sign off on. So I, the it is possible. We're not talking about something that's impossible. It is possible to get rid of the Senate completely or to make changes, significant changes to the Senate. That's not going to happen like on, on the ground level, because can you imagine a scenario where two thirds of the states in this country agree to do something No. like this? No. no. And it's a risk too. Politically, it's a risk because let's say the Democrats can get two thirds vote or two thirds of the states to call a convention and uh, abolish the Senate. That's just not like it's risky because then, you know, what if the Republicans come back in? Anyway, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, so how do we fix this? I think that what we need, you know, people are calling for the abolishing of the Senate. I think that that's um, extreme and a way to get clicks and likes, but not a realistic situation i think that we need to have different things you know we've got right now one of the things that people are talking about is the filibuster in the senate so Mm -hmm. now you've got 40 senators that can hold all the power 
So the Republican Party can hold all the power in the Senate right now, even if they didn't have the 50 senators that they have. They, they could have 40 and they could have all the power in the Senate because all they have to do is say, I don't know, filibuster. And then they tell their aide. And then their aide's like, hey, um, just a heads up, like this guy's got a filibuster. So we should just not do it anyway, right? We should not do it. That just sounds so <laughs> lazy. So lazy. <laughs> so lazy. So how about if you want to take away voting rights from people, you should have to stand up for hours and hours and hours and talk about why you think that there shouldn't be voting rights for people. Yeah. Joey Manchi, get off your houseboat, come on onto the floor and talk for hours and hours and hours about why we should be the only country <laughs> that doesn't do paid leave, paid right. family leave. Why don't you talk about that for a while instead of just saying, I don't like it. Because right now it's not that the system isn't working like we talk about the system is working just fine it's just that that doesn't work for people system is working as designed yep. we have the filibuster so that people can and the filibuster by the way was started or was originally used so that they could stop black people from being able to vote right so again so, yep. yeah so you talked to so talking about the filibuster can like would getting rid of the filibuster go a long way toward improving this relationship between the House and the Senate? And instead of abolishing the Senate, we just abolish the filibuster as one step in the right direction? And then yes. maybe talk about representation also? Yes. We have to get rid of the filibuster. For our country to survive as a democratic republic, we have to get rid of the filibuster. Bare minimum, the factual least that we can do is turn it into a, a talking filibuster. But we have to get rid of the filibuster. This mm -hmm. we cannot function like this. Any this is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that's not me being um, hyperbolic or a worrier. I'm not a worrier. I'm generally very optimistic about our country. This what we are doing right now is not sustainable, and it is because we have the filibuster. Mm -hmm. and, and there the are other things filibuster. too citizens united yeah it's a lazy filibuster you know <laughs> citizens united and and that kind of stuff is not helpful also but the fact that you can literally just tell somebody with 40 senators we're not going to vote for that and that is a game that's what changes everything even though the majority wants it that's not how this works right that's and a, yeah, particularly that, yeah. when you go back to the amount of senators in small states so then you have like these incredibly small number of um these this incredibly small populated states that are running the country you know just something just just ticked off in my mind this what's ironic and fascinating to me is that when you when you say that in particular the small number of of senators in these states with almost no population those states tend to vote very republican they are a minority in a lot of these discussions and they want to have a voice. Okay, cool. Sounds fair. Yet historically, those are the people who say literal minorities shouldn't have a vote. Interesting mm -hmm. how fear changes the discussion. Anyway, well, isn't fear at the basis of all of this? I mean, a, a lot it, of it, I would that say what at least. This is? It's yeah. the fear of, like we talked about last week, you know, rights being a pie. Right. It's, that's not what it is, but it's that fear of having 
your power and your rights being taken away. So right. instead, you prevent other people from just having rights. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now here's here's one of the things that I was looking at though. The if if we only have the House of Representatives, mm -hmm. it's in charge of the legislative branch. It empowers. Now, now I'm I'm going to quote a little bit from this article that I, that I, I was reading on Medium from uh, Ian Milden. It empowers a phenomenon that liberals hate: gerrymandering. Hyperpartisan state legislator legislatures would have more control over what legislation gets passed at a national level. Now, this is from 2018. It looks like so this is while Democrats made major gains at the state level in 2018. Republicans have complete control of the redistricting process in important states such as Texas, Ohio. Florida and North Carolina. And it goes on to talk about how redistricting and gerrymandering could be a real problem for the house that if we don't have the Senate to balance that out, it becomes even more of a problem. So I think like what I keep coming back to is that there are changes that need to happen in the Senate, not just abolish it. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I just, I, I'm just wondering where we both stand because Sometimes your hyperbole is meant to be humorous, and which you are a very funny human. Um, but sometimes, like, Whoops. uh oh, that's a problem for you now. Let me chase that high for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> But some, but sometimes too, like your hyperbole or your humor come like is very much baked in truth. And so I wondered where you fall on this. I don't think we should abolish the Senate. I don't. I think it's important that we have these two separate bodies where a bill goes to the House, gets voted on, signed off on, it goes to the Senate, the Senate makes tweaks, brings it back to the House, the House says okay, then it goes to the president. I think that's an important process. The problem is that we have a cog in the, no, a cog works. <laughs> um, you know, we got a little uh, rusty nail in the wheel there, and oh. it's not working correctly. So I, I think that I, I don't want to abolish, I want to fix. The Senate. Mm -hmm. The Senate is important. It's like how I think that having a two-party system is important, but we don't have a two-party system right now. We have a party that wants to progress, and then we have a party that wants to be um, a dictatorship, authoritarian. So, you know, those these things are important, but not being seen right now, which sucks. Yeah. So I think we, we just need to fix the Senate. And I, yeah, it, if, let's say... Senate goes away, combines with the House, <clears throat> 535 members in the House. Um, gerrymandering is a problem. But what I would pile on to that or, or remind the author of that article is that whether you're cracking, packing, hijacking, or kidnapping, which are the four different types of gerrymandering that you can do, you're going to put seats, put voters where you want to put them. So it's a problem regardless. I mean, it's, it'll Either be regardless. No, don't <laughs> even. Uh, it's more of a problem if we abolish the mm -hmm. Senate and expand the House, mm -hmm. but it's already a problem. So we have to fix that also. Yeah. So get rid but, of the but filibuster. It's a fixable problem, not a start from scratch problem. Sure. So get rid of the filibuster. Stop gerrymandering and redistricting like we do. And then how do we, how do you think that we fix the representation problem then? What do we do about, it's not two senators per state. What does it look like instead? You know, honestly, I think it does need to be two senators per state. 
but may maybe voting can be a little bit different. Weights can be, the weighting can be a little bit different. It, it really, the problem is that like, California is just the problem. California and New York and Texas too oh, are, are the problem. I know they're all problems. Hey, 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 Texas is a huge problem. Texas, New York is, is terrible. And California is just hot. So just That's get rid of all of them. Fault. I don't know. I don't know. Use <laughs> an aerosol aerosol can once and suddenly it's my fault. <laughs> the ocean's on fire. <laughs> no, that was out in the Gulf, wasn't it? That was not by you. No, it wasn't. That was not by, by Texas. That was yeah. between, that was between Texas and Florida. Those two. The, <laughs> Those. You know, anyway. Um, um listen, we every state is important. The people within the state are important, whether we agree with them or disagree. I think maybe we can wait weigh some vote some votes differently or maybe we should just say like at x amount see i don't maybe it should just be california gets one extra to counterbalance me yeah well <laughs> i mean Hollywood, like baby put another senator in there ah fuck it <laughs> would it would it change the dynamics if dc was a state absolutely it would that's why dc is not a state D.C. and Puerto Rico have both voted to want to be a part of the United States. We tax them as if they are a part of the United States. We uh, count them as U.S. citizens when we feel like it. <laughs> but if you look at the demographics of Puerto Rico and D.C. and the fact that there's a filibuster still in the Senate, so we get a minority of senators deciding things like, should these two places that have voted to be a part, to be a actual state in our country they voted for it hmm. but no still because if you look at the demographics of dc and puerto rico but we tax them yeah what about give them representation that's weird taxation uh -huh. without representation that sounds like a tea party uh, -huh. uh what about turning california into two states uh, that's a i i don't like that that idea no why not I don't know. I like that San Francisco is a part of us. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just, I just don't know. Like, like I, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to know the answer to that representation problem because two senators per state sounds like it would make sense. And they, and they sit there for six years. They're the slower body. Like all of that logically makes sense to my little mind. So how do we change that? I don't know. If you weight their votes, that seems unfair yeah, somehow. Right. Like, so, so like it just, it just, I don't know what to do, but changing the makeup of our country by adding two states that want to be states, turning DC into a state, adding Puerto Rico, giving us 52 states. That sounds like, not that it's going to fix everything, but that sounds like a step in the right direction to continuing to evolve. And then mm -hmm. looking how to expand the house in some way, when you say from 435, right. Yeah. To, to 1200. It's too many. It's too many. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> but well, I, and I don't even need to expand the house, but the, that 435, let's keep that number, but let's retool it so that it's weighted, you know, appropriately based on population and the Senate, you know, let, fine. Keep two States or two senators per state. If you're going to function, if you're going to allow for debate on the Senate floor, if you're going yeah. to take away the filibuster, if you're going to have real conversation, if people are going to want to actually make change and be of service to the country, then fine. Take two senators per state. That's fine. That works for me.
but it's just not working right now for anybody except for, you know, Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Joey Manchie yeah. seems like he's doing just fine on his houseboat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there you go. So I am curious for the three listeners Four now Four. we have a new listener, Aiden. Welcome. Aiden. Ooh, welcome. Aiden. Uh, our, our youngest has a friend who said, wait, you have pod, you have a podcast. And I said, how many, Are you, which yes. <laughs> so he looked me up on spot, looked us up on Spotify, looked me up, but looked our show up on Spotify and uh, is now listening. So we'll see. Um, oh. So more young, young people getting involved in voting and, and nice. talking about politics. Uh, but for our four listeners, uh, very curious to know what you think about the, the Senate. Um, I guess we decided that we're not going to abolish it, but some changes need to happen. What do you say? You're welcome, senators. We're not going to abolish a Senate. We're going to keep it. But because we have gifted you the gift of not being thrown away in the trash, um, we are going to take we are going to kick a couple of you out. Joe Manchin, you have to go <laughs> for no other reason than you're just driving me nuts. Um, Kirsten. You can stay, but like, can you chill out a little bit? I understand that the first rule of CrossFit is never shut up about CrossFit, but like, can you just chill out for a couple minutes, <laughs> stick around, vote on a couple things, cancel CrossFit's some lunch plans? Opposite of Fight Club, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Literally. Uh, Lindsey Graham, um, I just want you to live an authentic life. <laughs> How, whatever, and take that however you think it means. I don't think means. he can. I don't think he can. Uh, Mitch McConnell you remain the worst thing about American politics. And um, I can't wait for you to just go away. I'm not like be alive. But retire. Go, go, retire. Go, yeah. yeah. Go sit in your McMansion and enjoy your McDonald's with the former McPresident. So let us know in the social, in the social media sphere, how you want to fix this. How do we fix the representation in the Senate? How do we, how else other than the filibuster do we fix this? Um, Cause, or do, or do you think we should abolish it? Tell us and, and tell yeah. us why. Um, but there's links in the show notes to some resources to do your own research uh, and have this discussion as well. And that's all at my America pod on the social medias. I'm at Dan Moyle and in, in the socials, you're at Kim Moffat in the socials. Did you know that? Or have you changed it again? What's your I've social? I've changed it. I've changed you, it. You've changed it again. You yeah. are the hardest person to follow in social media. Cause you're always changing your handle. I would think like at Kim Moffat or Kim Moffat is here kind of thing, right? Like on TikTok. I am at, if you're listening to this on the day this episode came out, there are 299 days between today and the midterm elections. There's less days to register to vote, less days you primary. And if you're listening to this after the episode came out, why? And also there's less days. <laughs> Please go register. Please go vote. I, the Senate, we get to abolish it all on our own. Every Two years, we get to vote in new senators in different states and perhaps said six. State. Hold on. You said six. No, yes. Every two years, there is an election and often uh, st states because senators sit for six years in in uh, different times. They're not. Oh, all elected OK. At the same OK. Time. Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. a whole new class every six years. It's every, not like the okay. House of Reps. So every dumb, six dumb. years, that's okay. So every two years, we get to abolish the Senate in different states, and we get to <laughs> abolish the House of Representatives. We get to overturn the election legally every two years. This is one of those 299 days less if you're listening to it. I'm fine. At Kim Moffat. At Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. At Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. Um, please go vote. <laughs> I go vote. Something is broken inside of me. Your vote. You were... 
fewer than 300 days left until the midterm when this comes out. My goodness. I know. All right. Well, there you go. That's that. That's a wrap. My America is a production of the Storytellers Network. This show is written and produced by Kim Moffat and Dan Moyle. Kim takes care of editing and graphics while Dan helps with episode production on the web. Both Dan and Kim run social media. For more information on the show, including past episodes, visit thestorytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. Great job, Dan.